0: the kettle on, get the good biscuits out because it's time for more Barnsley Museums Natters. I'm your host Michael, the Digital Engagement Curator at Barnsley Museums. I hope you're enjoying this nostalgic look at the first 10 years of Experience Barnsley. Please get in touch with your memories um, on our socials at Barnsley Museums or you can email experiencebarnsley at barnsley.gov.uk So, in the last couple of episodes, we looked at the opening of Experience Barnsley, um, the staff's memories since opening, and in this episode, we're going to count down your favourite exhibitions. Throughout the summer, we've been asking you online to vote for your favourite exhibitions, which we shortlisted from the top ten visited from the last decade. Thank you to everyone who has voted. I'm now going to count down your top five. I've always wanted to do a chart rundown, so cue music. Here we go, pot pickers. In at number five is Tins Tins Tins, Barnsley Canister Company from 2019. New entry at number four, Service Please. The Barnsley British Cooperative Society from 2015. At number three from earlier this year is Tutankhamun. I'm just missing out on the top spot. At number two is I Grew up in the 80s from 2020. Which means that at number one from 2014 is cool, Not Dull, Women Against Pit Closures. Back in 30 years of the miners' strike And speaking about the exhibition, recorded in 2014, is the curator Gemma Conway.
1: It was 30 years since the miners' strike in Barnsley, and we wanted to bring the women together with some young people to talk about what happened at the time, to give the young people a, a sense of what happened in their town and how things changed. And the project was the young women interviewing the older generation, really finding out their personal experiences and what they went through during the strike and working together to form an exhibition The girls who were documenting it, they did a little bit of research into the history of the strike. None of them had been taught about it at school, so they didn't really have much of an understanding about what happened. We got the the older women to come in and be interviewed, and they formed a fantastic relationship together, and the older women were really quite emotional about being able to tell their story to a younger generation who were really passionate, actually, about finding out what they did. It really built their confidence up as part of it, actually, and the young women decided that they were going to do a documentary and an animation, so they worked with an artist, they worked with filmmakers, they learnt some of the songs that the women used to sing on the picket lines, and they helped us to tell that story to a new generation as well, to put it into their language, to help people understand really what happened. Some of the women were talking about, it was the first time for them that they'd ever spoken up for themselves in public, they were on picket lines, running soup kitchens, and The young girls just found this absolutely fascinating and it really gave them a sense of, you know, I could achieve something like this too. The young people have got so much inspiration and enjoyment from it and found a a new sense of place, really, and it's given them skills and experience that they can take on to further things in their careers as well. One of them's gone on to do filmmaking at college, which is fantastic and, you know, given them a lot of confidence, really.
0: And there we have it, your all-time favourite exhibition at Experience Barnsley, Women Against Pit Closures. Thank you once again for everyone who voted on that and all your lovely memories that you've shared, and thanks to Amanda Stone, who created an amazing installation out of cardboard in the main gallery. So now we're going to hear some more memories from staff from the last few years. Here's Lynn Dunning and Stephen Skelly.
2: And thinking about those sort of other um, kind of longer term benefits of the Experience Balancing Projects, I mean, for me, it was the start of that journey that kind of really established us as being innovators in terms of community engagement um and, and we can still see you know the legacy of that in, in a huge way today becoming a national portfolio organization in, in 2018 um for me was really kind of culmination of all that early work and showing the difference that kind of museums could make to people's in people's lives. Hi Stephen do you want to introduce yourself and talk about your role in Experience Barnsley? Yeah
3: um, uh, my name's uh... Stephen Skelly, and it's, it's great to be here. Um, um, my, my role is the Community Heritage Officer, and I uh, collect objects from, from, from the Borough of Barnsley for the people of Barnsley. <laughs> and I also um, work with lots of community groups, bringing the, the objects from the museum and culture to them. Uh, and I also uh, help curate community exhibitions and the main galleries in the museum. And we all do lots of other things too.
2: <laughs> and what, what? When you think back over your time um, with Barnsley Museum? so you've been here, what, did you, five years? Five I years, years
3: now? Can, can you believe yeah. it? Yeah. So oh. uh,
2: yeah,
0: it, it,
3: it is still kind of my dream job. It's it's what I always wanted to do. I, I, I wanted to do this job. I don't want I don't want a promotion. I just want to do this job. It was sort of like. You know, for fifteen years I've wanted to do this, and and the the ability to do it in my hometown is 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 all the more making it a vocation uh, than than a role. Uh, but yeah, five years, and and I can't believe what we've achieved in the five years. So we got um uh, we were successful in getting NPO funding as a service, which was massive. So that's the Uh, Arts Council's partner organisation who they fund on a longer-term basis to do more longer-term, more meaningful work uh, rather than, you know, little drop-in projects that that sort of happen in the sector. Um, So that meant, as a team between us, we we brought on quite a few new members of staff, me being one of them, and it meant that our capacity could hugely expand uh, across the borough. And um, I I think the love for this, I I see the, the love for the museum service in, you know, everywhere I go and everyone I speak to, they always have something very positive to say about the museums and, and they really get how community focused the museums are and, and how we go out to people and how we represent their lives in the museum. So, you know, it was that kind of sort of saying that kind of when you and John set up the museum, you know, it was, it was always going to be the people's museum. And and, and I'd hope, in, you know, we, we do try our best to, to, to keep that the, the real core of message of, of what we do.
2: Absolutely, and and over those five years, I mean, there've been so many highlights. Um, but sort of on a personal level, sort of what what are your favourite memories in that time? Your favourite projects, or oh gosh, I've I've loved it all. I, I think I think kind of a on a general
3: level. Um, when when you work with someone one to one, where they're telling their story of their life, whether they're you're going to visit their home and they're donating an object, or whether they're doing an oral history interview with us, or whether they're taking part in an exhibition because they worked at a factory or something that, that pertains to the exhibition. On that one to one level, you really really see, um, you know, how important that that is to people to, to be able to tell their story in a space. Um, you know, I always ask them afterwards, and they're always like. You know i was a bit nervous or i didn't think i'd get much out of it but but people really 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 do and there's the you know sometimes there's quite emotional responses but but joyful emotional responses of just going wasn't that the time of my life or i loved working there or you know thanks for you know listening i just think that that's that that above everything is is the, is the driver. As a lot of what we do um that, that personal reaction to people's own histories uh but i guess guess in terms of like events and exhibitions i, I really enjoyed the Slazenger exhibition Barnsley serves the world uh because we just we just just we just went there with it and because you know you could quite easily do quite a you know a nice exhibition but you know just tennis balls in cases on you know and, and then we didn't really want to go there we wanted to use Lots of different kind of events and methods and creative practices to make that fun. So I really enjoyed. We made a documentary, which was great. We filled a telephone box uh, <laughs> with tennis balls, a red telephone box, um, you know, to get kind to pick up some media interest. And that was a competition out on the streets of Barnsley, and we had a several hundred people took part. Even dogs were picking up balls and taking part. So it's just it's those really fun things that bring the joy and the, the pleasure. In working with these histories, um, I also loved the um, earlier on when I started. We were doing a, an exhibition about Barnsley Canister Company called Tins, 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 um, that my colleague Alison curated, and, and kind of having me on board allowed for a lot more community sort of engagement. Because Alison was doing the you know the exhibition build, and she couldn't you know she couldn't do that as well. So having that MPO allowed us to spend months going and speaking to people. And then when we did the exhibition launch, you know, and there can be quite civic events, uh, um, there, were, there, was, there was dozens of people from the factory uh, there because they were our friends and they'd become our friends and they're still our friends and they still donate things. So, so it's having that time to sit and give to people it's a virtuous circle, so so you know we, we don't struggle to collect. People come to us, but it's because we've done that work out there in the first place. But it was just it was just on the event, and I mean it, it was the museum was too small for us to fit everyone in. So can you remember, we had to um, we had to get get the the big uh, the big kind of uh, yeah. civic room in the council upstairs, mm-hmm. and there were people popping out of the door. So it's just, it's just things like that. Um, also quite funny things is when when we did a, a World War I exhibition, um, Barnes & Remembers, um, and we got a Vera Lynn uh, singer in, into the museum to sing We'll Meet Again, and it, it was wonderful, but it was sort of like the middle of the day, um, and everyone came, came out of the building going, what's going on? What's going on? What's all this
2: noise? So we do like to have fun and disrupt a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> great. And, and, and the other side of your work, I guess, the MPO funding has, has allowed sort of lots of groups to kind of call experience Barnsley home, haven't they? So, uh, I mean, can you talk a bit about the, the sort of impact that's had on the people that, that come into the museum and use it on a regular basis with you?
3: Yeah, the, I mean, the museum really is a a place for history, but also a community centre now, um, and that that's really kind of taken off since MPO started. And that's not just me; there's this that's the whole team. We have a. Uh, we have an under fives group on Fridays, on Thursday, we have age-related groups, a dementia group, Age UK, and they come in week on week. We've got um, a refugee group that use the UC museum on Wednesdays, the U3A, uh, which is a, a group for kind of isolated older people use the museum regularly, and we have schools in too. So the museum, and, and many other groups actually, kind of uh, on an ad hoc basis. Uh, but So the museum, if you go in, it, it is busy with groups every day of the week, which is great, it's, it's, it's actually a alive. The the, the museum is alive, it's not a a place of stuffy artefacts, it's it's used and it's really used, you know, it's really busy. Uh, We have settees now in the museum where people can sit in the winter, they can keep warm or they can read books, it's a safe place as well so people can come if they have any problems. Um, you know, we, we had one visitor with, you know, she's quite, quite severe dementia and she just keeps getting lost in town and, you know, she, the only place she could remember was to go to Experience Barnsley. That's amazing. That, that is really, really lovely. Um, and, you know I, know, I know the museums use groups, but I actually don't know any that have as many as we
2: do on a weekly basis. Yeah, I think it's really um, having a huge impact for people, isn't it? And it's just that that sort of whole ethos of people being at the heart of everything we do. It's just really beautiful. And what's next, Stephen? What are you oh, gosh,
3: what's next? So we're rebuilding an area of uh, the museum in the corner called Barnsley's Chamber of Treasures. Um, so that's going to have loads of curiosity stories, treasures, Um kind of funny stories, kind of unusual objects that you sort of go, ooh, what's that? And it's those sorts of objects that we get donated on a monthly basis that sort of don't quite fit in with the themes of the museum that the, the museum's zoned into you know home life and industry and and culture and sport so so but we do we do kind of have some objects that we have be we're dying to show people but um as all museums you only really have limited space in the cases so so this is going to be an opportunity for us to to again work with those community groups and and bring up loads of like cool 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 objects um and uh yeah uh, the my other my other thing is is more of the above, is is, is my answer to that question. It's sort of, you know, we, we always intended that, I think good practice is where um, you have long-term relationships with groups, because then that has such a more visceral impact on people's lives, uh, especially with our refugee group. Um, you know, a lot of museums will do projects and it will be kind of for three months, and then that's the end of it. Um, you know, but the, some the uh, kind of, you know, our group members, you know they, they actually need somewhere where they can they can pop in on a weekly basis when you don't have friends or family you know that that that's quite important so so it's it's as best we can trying to enrich those programs and groups through through other funding uh, but, but also to keep them going so people still have that opportunity to meet weekly uh, and that, that's quite important.
0: For your chance to win at uh, Barnsley Museum's Natter's Mug and these are quite limited so far we've only got five to give away just get in touch on email, experiencebarnsley.barnsley.gov.uk. In the subject line put I want a mug and then leave us your memories of Experience Barnsley from over the years. That email address again, it's experiencebarnsley at barnsley.gov.uk. Good luck.
2: Um, but are there kind of specific things that you kind of are proud of or can you know can see a ongoing legacy as a result of, of that project. John, do you want to come in?
4: I think, like you said, it it, it it kind of prompted and kickstarted that kind of wider interest in investment across the bar- different Barnsley museums, where Barnsley went out and got funding from different national sources and kind of internet, you know, and, and and international places to get funding to transform those sites that, like the Town Hall, Barnsley people had always been very proud of and had always had huge potential. Um, places like Worsbrough Mill, you know, the Cooper Gallery, Cannon Hall, Elsica. Um, all those places which have been transformed a lot since Experience Barnsley opened. Um, but I think you know they have got something in common where all those places have put people first as well, be they about places or boating lakes or be they about the industrial revolution, the way in which those stories have been told have very much taken inspiration from Experience Barnsley um, in it being about the stories of, 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 um, of, of the people of Barnsley and their places and what's special to them. Um, It it was really important, wasn't it, as well, John, remember that
2: Experience Barnsley was a kind of big kind of um, spotlight on all those other heritage attractions uh, uh, and other places you could visit across the borough and that just that wealth of heritage, not just operated by us as part of the council, but supported and operated by the voluntary sector and um, other other organisations as well. So it was a big signpost to kind of go out there and explore the borough as well.
4: I think one of the things that perhaps isn't so obvious about experience, Banzin, what it's trying to do, and 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 indeed how it works now, is that idea that it's it's a museum, but it's almost like a 21st century kind of tourist information centre. Hmm. Um, shall I say that again, Michael? Did, did this com- my computer's beep? Or I've got to say it again now? Anyway, I do the. Um, I think. One of the things about Experience Barnsley, which perhaps isn't totally obvious, is in terms of how it was designed and how it works, even to this day, is about how it's almost like a 21st century kind of tourist information centre of sorts. And we know that there's a huge proportion of the people that visit Experience Barnsley then want to go on and visit other places and indeed do visit other places. Um, Because Barnsley is absolutely packed with amazing heritage sites and other things to do and get involved in. Um, but they've never really been a place to kind of bring all that together and say, go out and explore all these different places. And Experience Barnsley always did that, and it it continues to do that a lot. Um, And that's one of the bits of feedback we get, whether from people around the corner um, or the visitors from afar, that this is a place about celebrating Barnsley and very practical terms going, if you're here, this place is really worth a visit. This place is worth two hours of your time. Go and visit this place next time you're in Barnsley.
2: And Gemma, your reflections on that? Because I think, you know, for me, it felt very much, certainly looking back, that it felt like the sort of start of this kind of almost cultural kind of explosion of stuff happening in Barnsley. And obviously now you you work for the library service and the libraries have just become a national portfolio organisation as well. And there's loads of other MPOs in the borough as well. It just feels like there's so much going on. That felt like a real starting point for all of that journey
5: definitely I think experience Barnsley and it it was the catalyst wasn't it it showed our ambition it showed that we were reaching for that quality we weren't we weren't messing about you know this was serious we were professional we were really you know wanting to show and and for everybody that had donated their objects as well it was you know that that recognition and um making sure that we did everybody else proud as well, you know, it was their their stories that people had entrusted to us. And, you know, it was that way of, you know, we're doing this properly. And also it gave us that confidence, I think, to go on and do all the other things that John said. And I think, you know, coming on to the extension that we did at the Cooper Gallery, it really perhaps you know in my mind there was that shift around well how are we telling people's stories through the art objects and through the collectors and through Samuel Cooper and I think it probably gave us that opportunity to to you know think in that way of making sure that we were telling those personal stories and that the people came first um, but yeah like you say it's been such a catalyst for all those different projects and and for the national funders to take us seriously as well and to keep investing in, in Barnsley because Barnsley does great things um time and time again and getting that MPO status in 2018 was just fantastic and it felt like Experience Barnsley really was the building block for that and, and everything that's come since has just been absolutely amazing.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of Barnsley Museums Natters. Please get in touch on our socials at Barnsley Museums or email experiencebarnsley at barnsley.gov.uk and we'll be back in a couple of weeks' time. We've just about finished our staff look back on the 10 years of experience balance, so in the next episode, you're going to hear from Dave Allenby, who was one of the Olympics torch runners back in 2012 when the Olympics was held in the UK. And
5: that's the end
2: of that chapter.